welcome back to my podcast, Meditate with Samara. The podcast intention is to share insights and stories and tips on how you can improve your quality of life and improve your well-being. And today's topic, I think, is very important, especially during this pandemic time. We're spending a lot of time with our families, and we're going to talk about the importance of learning from your loved one. And I'm so glad to invite a dear friend of mine. Very grateful that he is here today and to introduce him briefly. His name is Raka Mulya. He's a 20-year-old racing driver slash business owner slash student. And Raka started racing five years ago and was able to become the Asian champion in 2017. Then Raka moved to Netherlands in 2018, where he continued racing in Europe while studying in Erasmus University, Rotterdam. And this is where we also have things in common because we went to the same uni. And while studying and racing, Raka also managed to start his own business, Ethan Mark, serving Dutch food in Indonesia. So without further ado, welcoming Raka to the podcast. Hi. Hello, guys. It's me. And yeah, thanks for uh, having me. Uh, I feel really grateful. And yeah, I'm really excited to share my experience and my thoughts. Uh, and yeah, that's about it. I'm so grateful too for you being here. So Raka, can you tell me a little bit more about yourself that I might fail to say because I'm sure you're not just the few sentences that I I mentioned before. So um, I think you kind of summarize a lot of the important aspects. And yeah, I'm a racing driver since 2015, been competing since 2016. Uh, 2017, I was lucky enough to be able to become uh, the Asian champion, which I represented Asia and Indonesia in the World Championships that year as well. I moved to the Netherlands in 2018 to pursue my bachelor's in Erasmus University, Rotterdam. And whilst doing my bachelor's, I'm also training to be a racing driver and also did a few races, like a full championship as well. And the last championship that I did was the European Karting Championship. Uh, lately in 2020, I haven't been doing a lot of races or driving because of the situation. And that's where uh, we kind of switch up our strategy. And uh, I started doing other things as well during the pandemic lockdowns. Uh, one of it is creating my own business, Eitmar, which is a business serving Dutch food, Kapsalon, and which is just too good that you, yes, you like watching right now, should actually try it. The link will be down in the description or my logo will be somewhere over there. I don't know, tomorrow we'll add it. But yeah, that's one thing that I've been doing for the past uh, about two and a half months. And on the athletic side as well, I'm also training to be a cyclist because that's one thing that I can actually still do during the pandemic. And I, I love cycling. So, and I see my potential as well. So might as well do something positive during the hard times. So yeah, that's quite a brief description about me. Oh, thank you for sharing. I am an admirer and a fan of your capsule. <laughs> I have bought it <laughs> and sent it over to people. It's, it's a great comfort food and I would really encourage everyone who is listening to, to this right now and in the Jakarta, greater Jakarta region to order it. And yeah, I am I'm so proud of the many different things that you are doing, have been doing and achieved in the past and just your general positivity to still do the things that you can do while in this pandemic times. And 
with that, I want to ask and understand actually. So the Raka that you are today, what has been one of the bigger influences that lead you up to today? Um, I think, in my opinion, would actually be my parents because, like, uh, spent like pretty much ninety-five percent of my lifetime with them, and um, they actually influenced me to become the person who I am right now. Uh, they taught me like valuable lessons, and you know, they kind of set me to the direction that I am right now. Uh, especially with racing and like how like school how because like that actually affects me because that affects the people that I meet which again it like affects how I am right now but other than like being influenced by them a lot I actually also fortunately got the chance to um kind of review what they've been teaching me and uh, kind of choose which ones are correct, you know, because like not all humans are perfect. So for example, my mom has this kind of negativity and I was lucky enough and smart enough to be able to know that, okay, this is not for me. I shouldn't do that. And kind of like taking the good stuff and choosing the right ones for me. And that's, I think that's just me in general. I'm I'm not a person who is kind of easily affected by my surroundings unless it's properly good for me. So I try to uh, kind of think through it and see which one's best for me and see which one is actually going to be make me a better person. And yeah, my parents got to be the biggest influencer because it, it affects my whole life. And yeah, that's because like racing, I started I started because of them. And school, I ended up in Erasmus University of Rotterdam because of them. So, yeah, my parents would probably be the biggest factor in, in, you know, in how I am right now. I'm sure they would be very happy to be listening to this right now later, that they have raised someone like you who have accomplished and become uh, the person that you are today in the, in the ways that they have taught you and plus with your your own critical thinking. And... I wonder how is that process of you dividing of the things that you want to learn from your loved one? Because of course, when we are with someone so close, sometimes it's very easy to catch their energy and their way of doing. And without a little bit of self-questioning, it's hard to separate that sometimes, especially when we're still growing up and being with them in a lot of time, especially now in pandemic. So how do you do that? So I think how I do it is I view it in like a third person point of view. And like, it, it's, it's not like something, it's not something that I think about every time, you know, when I go downstairs and meet my mom, it's not like, okay, so which, which one should I choose? Which one should I not? But um, it's more of like, uh, I'm like unconscious decision-making in a way. And the thing is with my mom and dad, especially, I could see I could see like a yin and yang between them because they're like two different people. So it, it's so easy for me to uh, have that third person point of view. Uh, and if, if it's just like two of the same kind of person in like uh, a proximity, you do realize that sometimes you can actually get influenced by them because you don't see any differences between like in the, in the surroundings. So for me, how I do it is I uh, kind of 
um, look at it in a third person point of view and think about myself as well. And yeah, and just for me, like thinking like rationally, that's, that's one thing because uh, it really helps in how I do my decision. And yeah, it's just being very, how do I say it? Like very attentive to your surroundings that helps as well. So yeah, just because I, I have a little sister as well and like she's completely different from me. And like yeah, that's thinking in a third person point of view and try to put yourself in a situation like that and see which one's right for you. I guess that's, mm -hmm. that's gonna be how I think. Yeah. And when we're looking at that and just imagining through your process as I'm listening to you, when you know what is right or wrong, how would you kind of measure that? Is it something like you feel in your body or do you is it really like a pros and cons and rational thing if there is an example? Because I'm just trying to figure out as well if if that is also a process similarly to how I I learned from my many parents. Yeah. So I think it's more of that pros and cons because I realize as well during the situation and also like how my business is going, um, the paths that I take would have pros and cons, which can be calculated or can be thought out. And um, I guess that's how I think of like things and just like measuring like what could be good, what could be bad, because the paths that we take or the, the, the stuff that we like accept in our lives, they're not necessarily the right ones. They're just different in like a different way. So like how I do it is just like, yeah, measuring the pros and cons and, um, it's kind of like a habit of mine that I've I've been kind of like doing it um, since uh, I kind of moved to the Netherlands because I you know I lived alone and I had to make my own decisions. And some of you who probably haven't like ventured alone probably don't know how it feels, but I I gotta assure you that it's gonna be fine and it's just gonna be like a process. So yeah, like thinking of the pros and cons and. Um, which pros are closer to my beliefs and how I think is right, something like that. So um, yeah, it's, it's like investment, I guess, how you take it, like return on investment. That's, that's I'm, I'm, I may sound pretty like mathematical and too theoretical, but I guess that's how it works for me. Yeah, I appreciate it actually. For me, I have a pros and cons, but it has to be very deliberate, so not, subconscious in my head so learning from you in in this regard is very interesting and you also mentioned that you moved right to the Netherlands you came and is that your first time living alone abroad when you were in Rotterdam uh living probably in a situation where I was like properly alone not really because I stayed quite a long time in Malaysia because of my races that's where I you know like li like living alone in a way and also did a few like um, like summer camps in Thailand, Singapore, and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. But if you talk about living alone, 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 alone as an adult, yeah, that was actually my first time. Okay, another similarity with us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's really cool. And how was that experience for you when you were like majority of the time with your parents? You learned from your parents, and then you went out to figure out the way of living for you alone as an adult. Right. And Netherlands is such an international place, basically, Rotterdam and Erasmus University as well. I wonder how is your process to learn from all these different multicultural environments? Because you also 
told me that majority of her friends are international too. So I guess like first of all, like coming into Rotterdam, it wasn't really hard for me because I pretty much was in an international school, so there wasn't any language barrier, and I was pretty exposed to the international environment quite well. But when the actually living it, I actually it's pretty cool. It's like how I how I see it is like doing a like a world tour, like you know like traveling and like seeing different cultures, but in just one position, in like one location, and it's, it's pretty cool. And like I, I like it a lot because I get to see how different people think to different things and how they react, and uh, it's really nice because. The society in Indonesia is pretty generally more conservative, so they try to uh, preserve any tradition or any uh, information that's passed through the, the generations. And living abroad, like it's pretty cool because I get to see other information that I can't really get exposed to, and I really like it. And like, it's, I don't want to sound like this, but it's like an enlightenment, quote unquote. But like, I get to learn a lot about different cultures I get you know um, just being exposed to different new informations and uh, it's pretty cool and then again I did do that kind of filter out which information is good for me which one is bad and to be honest I've been quite successful in doing it and yeah and in terms of like just living alone in general and like um, you know making my own decisions it goes again like a process it's like it's not going to be like, okay, it's, you know, I'm with my parents and then suddenly, bam, no. I think it's more of like an adaptation to it and it's just like a slow process and then you, you'll actually learn how to do it and how to deal with things and uh, living alone in general and, you know, like the day-to-day -day basis. So, yeah, it's, yeah, it's more, it's just a learning experience, I guess. Yeah. Very similar to, to my experience as well. I love that you pointed that out, that, you know, we get to see how people do things differently. And as well, yep. the things that we do commonly, you know, the yeah. shared connection when, you know, like some person from, I don't know, Spain or Italy or France or whoever we meet there. And then they also value their family um, and the closeness of the community very similarly to maybe Indonesian culture. And I find that really interesting that, you know, you're so far away from each other, but then, then you still have that same values of wanting to be close to your family and your loved ones. Just a lot of yep. the talk today. Yeah. Yep, exactly. It's, it's pretty interesting. I think I find what quite interesting as well is how similar or how close Indonesians and Dutchies have in terms of heritage and just the way we think and it's pretty cool I can't really describe it but it's so similar that when I was working in a group of like Dutchies I was like this, this is how we think and like it's pretty I don't know it's some some something something else I guess do you have an example maybe I'm interested to know an example of a story where if there is a common similarity between that I think it's more to just how we, at least for me, how I organize things, sorting out things. I don't know how you say it as well, but like I was working literally with like four other Dutchies, like very like Dutchies from like the villages and stuff like that. And it's just pretty similar somehow. Like, I don't know how. And 
also like obviously like some words in Indonesian are actually Dutch. And when I was like, okay, can you get get me like my bag? I accidentally accidentally said tas, and they were like, okay, yeah, I'll give it to you. Like, and they were like, oh shit, you just say something in Dutch. And like, yeah, it's, I think it's the same word, right? And I was like, yeah, so yeah. yeah. It's actually a <laughs> um, lot of similar words, right? Like that's tas, tasis. What else? Gratis. That's uh, three words. Let's make it five. What else? Okay, kantor. Wastafel. Oh, wastafel. I was gonna say the same thing. <laughs> Okay. Um, uh, there's a lot there's there's definitely a lot like notary like notaries notaries maybe <laughs> but but there are oh i know okay. kamar. Kamar. kamar kamar yes that's actually quite interesting because when i was growing up i wrote kamar as kamar just because it sounds naturally to, to me to verbally say kamar and to write kamar and my friends are like, that's not the right way to work. And then actually I went there to um, Rotterdam or, or Amsterdam at the time and I just realized the same way I, I write it. So I'm like, oh. No it? way, that's really interesting. <laughs> no way. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Okay, so we were sidetracked <laughs> and then back to the top. Of, yeah, of, of learning from the circle around you. Is Are there other people who have influenced you to become the Raka you are today? I'm curious. I think it's got to be like my coach. I I haven't mentioned it to you personally because we have, me and my coach haven't been like uh, contacting each other because of the pandemic. But this guy, James Russell, because I spend like a lot of, I guess because I spent like a lot of days with him on track and off track and, you know, um, yeah, I stayed like at his place quite a lot with James Russell because he's actually, to be very honest, he's the first guy who made me actually eat vegetables because I didn't like vegetables back then. And now, oh, I forgot to mention you guys, I'm actually like 90% vegan now. So yeah, he's probably one of the guys that actually influenced me to become like a vegetarian plus right now but in terms of James I guess he taught me a lot of like life lessons and like how like just the real life works and um yeah he studied the same like major as I am like business so we had like a lot to talk about and yeah he's probably I guess just in general how I see myself in like the my surroundings like it taught me a lot and how to act and like you know i don't know how you say it but like in a way become like like a like a gentleman like a person like yeah um you're gonna be jumping into the real world so this is what you have to do and like they taught me a lot i guess and um, just also like the, the aspect of like winning and losing because i lost a lot of races with him i won a lot of races with him as well and like during those like hard um, races kind of never properly slapped me or anything he was just like yeah this is what you have to learn next time and I really appreciate how he teaches me because like that also teaches me on how to teach myself again on how to deal with those kind of situations so yeah James probably yeah James he sounds like an amazing guy and it's an amazing journey that you both went through and I also need to tell you thank you for reminding me to be more plant-based <laughs> because <laughs> moving from vegetarian to vegan is not easy and um it's just the eggs i miss the eggs 
So I I do eat a bit and I have vegan days or vegan meals, but um when I when I don't I think of of you sometimes or my other vegan friends because it's been a a good journey. How has um being vegan affected you? I'm curious. Oh, I think a lot of people ask me like this way. I mean, there's two sides, like the physical side and the mental side. Which one do you want me to talk first? As you wish. Okay, I'll, I'll say first about the physical side because not a lot of people like to talk about the mental side. But okay, so <clears throat> the physical side, I think I see and saw like a massive difference in like my body composition in general. Um, probably the biggest difference uh, that I actually got just turning into vegetarian, like day one of being vegetarian was the recovery. I just feel less sore and I was so surprised of it. And I thought it was just, you know, it was in my head and, um, you know, it's just like something people would say like a suggestion or something like that, that my body is making. But then again, after a few months of becoming vegetarian and almost vegan, I could actually see it. Like when I compare it with my friends, I'm just way, way more energetic and um, just able to recover quite faster. And I think in terms of sports performance as well, I don't find any difference. I can't really see it back to back, but I feel like becoming a, ve- a vegetarian and vegan, especially when exercising, I just feel like a lot more energy. And maybe the science behind it is because uh, I'll eat less, uh, you know, those fats from in the animals that I would have. But other than that, in terms of like my body composition, I'm just more consistent on the scales. Even though I eat a lot on one day, I'm just way more consistent. I remember having like fluctuations in my body, just going up and down four kilos. And um, that was a problem for me because I was a racing driver. and. Uh, I mean, so I have to keep my weight try as low as possible because the lighter you are, the faster you'd go. And there was this one point I was just like four or five kilos overweight and that was pretty annoying. When I was turning vegan, I'm just so much more consistent and um, I just feel much better. And I just, I feel like I look a bit better as well and um, just feel a lot fresher. And mentally... I think in a way it's not it's not really mentally but just how the way I see things is different because you know um, I guess most of us like 99% of us have been taught to uh, eat chicken and eat like meat which is like from cow and without realizing that those cows actually have feelings have brains as well and for me it's just the way how I see animals in general and like uh, just putting a lot of care to them. And I really like this quote where um, if you if you want to take care of animals, you know, like don't want them to extinct, then the first thing that you should do is to not put them in your mouth. And that is just, just a pretty um, pretty logical phrase, to be honest. And yeah, I just, I feel like it's, it's something that we should change in a way on how we uh, see ourselves towards animals and how we interact towards animals you know we shouldn't just see them as like uh, something that we could eat and yeah I guess I guess um, we could see the effects of it um, from this pandemic because like um, 
how the wet market and how we uh, sell like animals in the market it just shows how how we uh, interact with animals and we could see the consequence if we get really really close and we treat animals in that way and I think that's one thing that we should change but yeah it's something that not a lot of people realize but it's actually a pretty big role in the world because um if if we eat <clears throat> humans the way we eat animals like the whole human population would come extinct in like a month and a half and that's pretty insane wow so uh, yeah i just, i just read that from the the OECD like two days ago about that but yeah and yeah just just in general the way i see how i interact with other beings and that's yeah being i'm 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 really glad that i i uh become vegan now because um, i think it really changed my life and it's something that i wish to be able to uh, kind of transfer to my next generations later yeah you're doing it from this podcast little by little uh, people hearing this maybe will be inspired to to add that into their lifestyle at least for me what matters is also experiencing it it's one thing to hear it from others but it's one other thing to definitely to try it out and see how it feels in your body and i stick with it just because i i know i feel fresher and i i'm mentally less foggy i don't know exactly why but thank you for sharing that yeah no i guess i guess uh, for people would like you know they would think as you know it's hard being vegan or vegetarian but it's actually really easy like okay in indo you have like tempeh and tahu and stuff like that and we just generally eat like a lot of vegetables and rice and rice especially that's completely over there but like if you're in like a developing country oh sorry in a developed country for example like in the UK or in Netherlands or France and Belgium it's actually quite relatively easy because like in supermarkets they have the vegan meats which you could try first and then you could then you can come slowly you know turn vegan in a way and like try to cook your own stuff and just experimenting with different stuff that you like and personally i love pasta and pesto and like the the vegan meat from albert hein so that's one thing that i find easy and very sustainable to have so maybe you guys could have something like that as well who knows but it's definitely worth trying yeah agree agree uh thank you so much for for sharing you know a lot of your personal life and the lessons that you have learned from people around you i think it's a great process to always you know have this self inquiry and this checking in whether it works for you or not so um i'm grateful for your sharing and i actually want to try to do a little new thing with raka today okay. A quick fire round question. I haven't done this with any other podcast guest. So All right. All right. All right. So <laughs> I I hope it's going to be fun. So how it goes, I want to say a few a few words. I have five words listed here. And for each word, you have to say a word or a sentence that comes up into your mind. And we can discuss it a bit later. Um but I want to do it with you. How does it Okay. Sound? All right, sure. Let's go. Let's do it. Okay. First word sports cycling okay good vegan plants plants okay 
You have to do it more quickly, Raga. Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> My brain is a bit slow today, but okay, okay, quick. Uh, the point is to to see your subconscious mind, but no, but I love this. You're doing great. Don't mind me. Okay, third, Rotterdam. Living. Fourth, outdoors. Fun. And five, family. Love. Uh, that's great. You did really great. I'm improved. I really love that. Okay, for for sports, you said cycling. Yeah. And you cycle a lot. And you cycle. Yeah, I guess that's because <laughs> that's the first thing I can see in terms of sports. Like, it's my bike is literally in front of me, and I do that almost every day. So I was like, okay, sorry. <laughs> and for vegan, you said plants, right? Plants. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Rodam living, fun memories yeah. of them. Very good. Yeah, this is like like generally just a nice place to live and uh, some some something I could do in the future. I don't know, we'll see, but yeah. <laughs> it's a nice place to live. Yeah, I agree. It is a nice place to live. I hope with after the whole corona situation, whatever happens next, you you end up in Rodam and the place that you want to live in. Um but Rodam is a great place. Rofa 101. Was it not 101? 101, yeah. 101, okay. 10 or 101? There's this number thing. Yeah, because it's like, especially in like the corona times, like there's like this propaganda, Rotterdam 010, Samante from Corona. And like, um, it's just like, like an ad saying that, yeah, we have to fight together against Corona for Rotterdam. But, yeah, Samante yeah. and Corona, together against Corona. And, um, Hey, Dutch language. Raka here speaks fluent Dutch. He understands fluent. Not fluent, but I can. I can, like, if I have to. <laughs> yeah. Like, like tough situations where I'm in like a, a small village, lost, don't know how to go, like, go home. I could do it. Yeah. But most of the times in uh, in an Albertina and in like little cafes, most of the times English. But yeah, okay. For outdoors, fun, right? Was it? Yep. Yeah, fun. Oh, I love I love outdoors and indoors, and it's just like the feeling of the sun. And I know, like Netherlands is probably not the best place to enjoy that because it's always cloudy. But I guess that's why I think of it as fun because I feel grateful every time I go out. And yeah, here it's always quite sunny. It's always good weather, like relatively, even though it's raining now. But yeah, it's like just being able to explore things. I I love it. Just my thing. That's great. And last, I love it. Family with love, right? Yeah, I love my family, and yeah, I, just, I think I generally see yeah, like fam- like being together is just nice. It's mm-hmm. it's like a like a like a, a trait that I had since I was like tiny and I was small, and just I just love being surrounded by people that I love. So that's just me. I love that. Thank you for sharing. Okay, so. I am so appreciative of your time, but I have one last question to ask, also very related to what you last said. So we've been talking a lot about, you know, learning from people that are close to us. And sometimes, probably for some people who have been indoors with their family majority of the time, things can get quite difficult. There, there might be some, not confrontations per se, but maybe conflict. And uh, what would you recommend to to people maybe listening to this to see this conflict or 
or appreciate their family in a different way, the way you do, or the way you think it should be done? Mm, I think one thing is to be open, first of all, and just, uh, I think just, first of all, just be open to yourself. Like, are you serious about this conflict? Is it worth having? Or is it just like a spontaneous, like, uh, kind of reaction to yourself because you've been uh, pretty much enclosed with your family for like a long time and that happens so yeah just be open to yourself and be truthful to yourself and second of all is uh, being open to your family you know I know it's really difficult I find it difficult as well because me and my family generally have a pretty different way of thinking because you know like the newer generations and the older generations is a bit different but like being able to communicate with your family effectively is quite important. So maybe you can just start by talking to them more often and like just talking about general things, you know, there's a lot of things to talk about in Indonesia and just talking like small talks in general and that helps like building your relationship with your family and slowly but surely like, you know, you got to make your firm decision and, it's, that's going to be like a tough step to take, but it's going to be done because I'm not a person that likes to hide things out because uh, like, it's just going to build up. Like you're going to lie and it's going to build up and build up. And then once it peaks and it doesn't, like, uh, doesn't manage to be lied upon again, then that's going to be really bad. So might as well start now than later. So I guess building a, like a, a good vibe and relationship is important. And understanding each other that's one thing as well so you can't really like look at the problem in just your perspective you gotta look at at the other person's perspective as well and so it's just a process of like uh just making it things making it right there you go it's it's hard but that's most people can do it yeah thank you that's a great suggestion that's great wisdom because um i think we are given the opportunity right now to be close to our loved ones with the pandemic. Usually a lot of people are everywhere doing different things. And, you know, because of the time that we have right now, I think it's, it's quite golden time for, for that aspect. And I just also want to insert a bit, something that popped up into my mind is that your quality of life can really increase because you are close with the person that you love. Um, And even for chemical reasons, like there's this hormone oxytocin, which is one of the, the, the first... oh. okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's okay. And um, yeah, for people to feel connected and to feel happy, this is a very important hormone. Some people, I know people in the Netherlands do this. Um, some people, they can also inhale it. Uh, I think it's legal there. But we can have it by hugging or touching something or someone we love, so like uh, a pet or your family and just that human connection is is something that can actually decrease your stress level your your cortisol hormones so that is i think very very interesting and that is the last note for me <laughs> if you want to spend time oh, with yeah that's very interesting ah oh, so that's why like most of the time like long distance relationships don't work because of that there you go <laughs> right there you go it's just science it's just science. yes i can agree to that <laughs> yeah. okay thank you so much raka for for sharing 
today. I really appreciate this um, this conversation and learning a lot. And I hope for the listeners, they've learned a lot too. Do you have any last words maybe for, for people who are listening right now? Oh, thank you for listening, guys. And I really appreciate you guys for listening. And you know, I'm really grateful to be here and able to uh, share a bit of uh, you know my thoughts and my experiences. So uh, don't forget to... <laughs> Follow me on Instagram at Raksu34, and that's my racing page. And I also have my biking page, which is Biking with Rax. And of course, don't forget to follow my business at Aiton.mar. And yeah, you should try Capsalon because again, it's something really good. Everyone loves it. So you got to try it. So that's it, Mark. <laughs> Definitely. Can we insert your YouTube channel here? You have a YouTube channel. I do have a YouTube channel as well, it's Rakamulia. And I did have a vlog on the proper lockdown because maybe not a lot of you experience like a full, full lockdown, but I kind of experienced like a 99% lockdown and that wasn't great. So I had like a, a video of that as well. Link will be somewhere over there. And I also have like racing stuff as well, like insights about, you know, behind the scenes. Uh, during my races and how I train for my races and also a bit of university's life as well. So be sure to check that out. Awesome. Thank you so much. I'll make sure to have your social media links, your Instagrams, personal business, racing, and your YouTube channel, everything in the description. So if anyone wants to reach out to you or also buy the capsule and they can definitely do that and reach out. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much for everyone who has been listening and tuning in up until this moment. I hope that during this time that you find some quality time and peace with your loved ones. You can learn from them. You can spend good time. And maybe while spending that good time, you can also share what you have learned from this podcast episode and series. And if you want to learn more about things that can improve your quality of life, don't forget to follow and share this podcast with other people. Thank you so much. Namaste.